the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to What's the Score? A series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. And now let's head into the Rich Jekyll Score studio with Christopher Hart and Lucy Polito. Hello again and welcome to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And once again, we have the winning combination for you today, of course, with the award-winning Lucy Polito of Score. How you doing, Lucy? I am terrific, Chris. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. You enjoying this weather? I Well, I'm not too crazy about too much cold, but yeah, I am enjoying it. You're, I have no complaints. You're, you're warm-blooded like me. I like the warm oh, weather man, myself. Oh, man, yes. <laughs> yes. That's right. why I live here. Uh, there you go. I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show. But, of course, this show is all about SCORE and everything that SCORE has got going on. And now that we're full-on into 2023, SCORE is full-on back in business. Of course, they never really let up. But uh, during the holidays, they do take a little bit of a break, at least at the offices there. But they're now wide open again. And same hours, right, Lucy? 10 to 4, Monday same through... Same hours? Yeah. 10 to 4, yeah, Monday same through... Same hours. Okay, 10 to 4, Monday through Thursday. And 10 to 1 on Fridays, you have SCORE people in the offices at the National Entrepreneur Center, which is located in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall on the West End there, just off of McGuire. Great facility, the National Entrepreneur Center. Uh, they, had, of course, uh, SCORE shares offices with, I think it's 15 other great organizations now, all dedicated to helping entrepreneurs succeed in Central Florida. And then, of course, they also have the, the classroom and, and, and conference room facilities there as well. And all of that back in business. And uh, welcome, you're welcome to go down there and check it out. Now, for SCORE, if you'd like to meet with someone, if you have a serious issue, if you'd like to maybe set up a mentorship program or, or get involved with SCORE, you can get, give them a call ahead of time and set up an appointment. The number 407-420-4844 for SCORE offices, 407-420-4844. And if they're with a client or if it's after hours, just leave a message and they will call you back at the very next opportunity. And they are real live people, like Rich used to say, no bots, right, Lucy? That's absolutely right. We are breathing people that are ready to help. That's right. And then, of course, you can also go to the website where they have uh, a lot of great information there, a lot of great links there as well. You can take advantage of the archive, of course, this radio show. They also have an archive of some of their educational offerings the Coffee with the Leader series. You can find the schedule for that and all of these things you can sign up for at orlando.score.org. Yes, Lucy. Listen, uh, I have to tell you that we have some outstanding, outstanding classes this year. And so far this year, we are beginning with a bang because they are the usual stuff, but then we have some new uh, 
things. And I really would encourage people to look at our website because we are really in great shape when it comes to information. So please do look at our, our website. It'll have all the information. Uh, and, you know, the other convenience is we'll still do it. Uh, unfortunately, we're not doing it in person, yes, because we're finding out that people really enjoy it more, I guess, when they are in the comfort of their house and or business. So we continue to do it via Zoom. But like, let's look at the uh, schedule, and believe me, we are having an awful lot of good, good classes. Excellent. Once again, just go to orlando.score.org to find out all about that. Sign up for the newsletter. That way you get great alerts. And once again, they're always doing something, like constantly doing webinars, Coffee with a Leader presentation, on, and everything that Lucy was just talking about. So orlando.score.org is that website. Okay, so, uh, and of course, all of this at the rock bottom inflation-proof price of, what is it again, Lucy? got to say it. You know, no matter what happens, it is still free. <laughs> Inflation-proof, as you say. That I mean, where else do you find that? Great courses, great information. Uh, you have to take advantage of it. It's free. It is indeed, and it's available for you at the asking. So once again, the National Entrepreneur Center in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall, 407-420-4844 for the phone number and orlando.score.org for the website. So please do take advantage of it if you would. And tell them you heard about it on this uh, radio show, What's the Score? All right. And don't forget the national website as well, where they also have a lot of other great information, templates for business documents, uh, the whole nine yards. And that website is score.org. Score.org for the national website. And, of course, Orlando.score.org for the local website. And they're always looking for new entrepreneurs and new ideas. And then, all, of course, working with other associations around the Central Florida area. And, of course, with score offices being nationwide, they do this sort of thing nationwide. But no, nobody does it as good as they do it here in Central Florida score offices, ladies and gentlemen. Which brings us to our guest today. He is the executive director of the Manufacturers Association of Central Florida. I'm talking about Donnie Casey. How are you doing today, Donnie? I'm doing great, Chris. I'm glad you guys have me on the show. Uh, you know, just to kind of reiterate a little bit about SCORE there, is these executive professionals that they use to mentor are second to none. They're, they're, when I call them executives, they're executives. They're people that have been through this space and they understand and know how to help and develop it. Amazing to have that at our at our fingertips and a resource that we can we can use. Yeah, and he's absolutely right about that. And he's talking about people like you, Lucy. Yes, lucky those folks who I have helped. They get to meet me, and you know what? <laughs> I've become friends with some of them, and they are doing very well. So I'm a happy camper. I think I've well, done a reasonably good job with some of these folks. That's normally what happens as you help a business develop and grow. And, you know, of course, I'm in the business of helping manufacturers develop and grow. Um, as you do that, you do create a bond and a relationship that carries forward. And it normally leads to them telling their friends about you. And that grows kind of organically as, as you kind of move around. And that's one of the things that we've kind of done over the years with MACF. It's a, it's a group. It's a good niche group. 
of individuals and businesses that are, came together and said, we're going to work together to create a better environment for manufacturing. Kind of runs down a lane to, to lead me to a job where I get to be a voice for the manufacturer. I get right. to, right. to speak on their behalf on so many different levels. All right. Well, what was that, Chris? Uh, well, I want to work up to that in a way. So first okay. of all, the way, what we normally do around here, and this is your first time on the show, I'm pretty sure, right? It certainly is. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a newbie. All right. Okay. So, all right. We, we just like to, the, our guests to introduce themselves a little bit personally uh, to the audience. Just a sort of a little bio of your background, where you are, where you came from, where you, and uh, school, professional background, that sort of thing. Okay. So, I, I kind of have an interesting story. I actually started in manufacturing at, about, at the age of 12. So I learned to begin to run machines as a very young kid. Now today you got to be 15. So it's a little bit different environment to, to jump into this. But when I was younger, I was able to start at the age of 12 running machine and moving through that process of beginning to learn. And so I, I started at 12, worked all through high school. Uh, in college, I had some opportunities to go on to uh, play some football. Um, I ended up uh, getting married young and having a child young and, uh, then the choice came to continue down the path of attempting to, to do the football thing. And of course I was an arrogant young man, but I did have this manufacturing thing to, to fall back on. And I went back to manufacturing. I did that as I played around with football in, in college, the manufacturer I had worked with and grew up kind of uh, working for age of about, I think I was 19 or 20 at the time, offered me an opportunity to come to work for him full time. Uh, offered to pay me $60,000 a year, which at that time was a very good wage. Um, and I, at the time I ran the, the shop floor and I kind of bounced around and got to do just about everything with that company. They grew from one machine to $11 million machine. Shop. Um, so I got to do sales. I got to do just about everything you could think under the sun in that company. And so it was a really unique experience that I think I developed quite a bit from. Um, leaving that experience, I went on to, uh, uh, start my own company for a little while. I worked at Lockheed for a short period of time as a machinist and in their engineering prototyping lab. Worked for a company called uh, Radon, or Raytheon up in North Carolina for a short period as well. Came back, started and uh, helped that company transition and downsize, and then started my own company and did that for probably eight years for more of a lifestyle type of business. Did what I had to do to kind of get by. I worked and played. And then uh, I got to a place where I dove into aerospace was doing some stuff with composites and it kind of started taking off and I just got overwhelmed. And so then I, I took that business and I went and started an aerospace division for another company here um, and built that to a place where uh, we, we secured somewhere between five and seven million dollars worth of work in that little uh, two and a half year period of time. And then this opportunity jumped up and showed its face. And so that was kind of my journey to where I'm at. And you know, that process of developing and growing a business in such a short period of time, taking on, and now granted, they, they were a machine shop that did medical manufacturing. It's just a matter of uh, kind of orienting them around the processes and what it took to develop and, and create parts in the aerospace lane and the way the language was spoke within the parameters of the drawing. But, you know, it was a neat experience. And then this opportunity came with MACF. And, now okay. I'm kind of running around doing it for a bunch of folks. All right. Well, here this is a good this is a good point to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll be continuing the conversation with Donnie Casey, 
He is the executive director of the Manufacturers Association of Central Florida. The website is macf.biz. That's for Manufacturers Association of Central Florida, macf.biz. And uh, we'll continue the conversation once again. Uh, fascinating background that, that Donnie has here. And we'll find out all about the Manufacturers Association. All right. So once again, you are listening to What's the Score? And don't forget to go to the website, orlando.score.org. Sign up for all the, uh, the I'm sorry, sign up on the, for the newsletter. And that way you'll get all of the alerts of everything that SCORE's got coming up. And also business alerts that uh, you may not see in the regular news media. Or at least you'll get it maybe in a more timely fashion via SCORE. So that's orlando.score.org. And we'll be right back with more of What's the Score? We are back. We are What's the Score? And once again, we want to thank you so much for being with us today and telling your friends and family about the show and about SCORE because the word really has grown over the years the, as, it has, as it has gotten out. Okay, so I got Lucy Polito along with me, Christopher Hart, our guest today, Donnie Casey, who is the Executive Director of the Manufacturers Association of Central Florida. Before we get to the association, though, I got to ask you, uh, you said you started manufacturing at the age of 12 uh what what were you making and 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 how did was this like a school thing or uh were was this a family member that you were working in their shop or something like that a friend of a friend that needed some help and so it started out with uh taking uh circuit board chips and and just running them through a little check and then eventually running a cnc machine and, and producing parts that were going on pumps and um, various types of small hardware and, and things to that effect on a, it was a CNC hardage lathe. So that's where the, it actually turns on the chalk. It, I see. Uh, they're, they're, they're really safe. People think that it's so dangerous, but realistically, there's safeties on the door. So if you open it, the machine, things stop spinning. There's, there's a lot of safety features on those machines. It's not just dangerous, crazy thing that people have made it into being about, like running the old manual. It, even back then, it was a CNC. Are you are you concerned that that there's not enough of that anymore? You know that sort you of hands-on manufacturing here in the United States. It, it, you know when you look at the, when you talk about hands-on, if you're referring to the idea that we have to learn how to run a manual, uh, no, I'm not concerned with that at all. Uh, the reason I would say I'm not concerned with that at all is because the techniques of machining and and especially in the CNC world, have now adapted to a place where the machinery is so advanced that the movements it's taking, you can't replicate on manual machine. So understanding the way an old-style conventional uh, milling or turning takes place really doesn't play into today's manufacturing arena. It, it does in some cases. They're still used a lot for secondaries and and some different things like that in some of the smaller shops. And I don't think we'll ever get away from that. But I do believe that in this space, as we start to automate and take the next steps to compete globally, we are going to move into a whole new generation of, of machines and, and being able to understand the interface between robotics and machines, being able to actually control and program both of those. 
um, that's going to be big. And then the maintenance side of it, understanding that's why mechatronics programs are so valuable. You see them, at least in Central Florida, they're popping up all over the place. Just about every one of our organizations that we work with are are putting in mechatronics programs and different types of robotics programs. All right. Um, and we, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, right, Chris. Sorry. Lucy, did I see you? Did you want to? Were you want to interject? No, I'm just thinking. I'll let you. I'll let you guys talk all by yourselves because I don't understand a bit of what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, what he's talking oh, about is the, the field of manufacturing. So, so why don't we go to the Manufacturing Association of Central Florida? Uh, because you're talking in particular about, I guess, sort of specific types of manufacturing. But it seems to me there's probably a sure. multitude of types. You're exactly right. And so it, just from the Manufacturers Association of Central Florida alone and the membership that's currently existing, we're building, uh, for instance, turbines. We have where we build components, Mitsubishi power systems over here in Orlando. They're building turbines. JBT, uh, Aerotech, they're building components or machines that are moving around equipment at the uh, airports. And they also build loading uh, stations to be able to efficiently move cargo from one plane to the, either the, the loading stations or other planes. Um, and it, we, they actually have a cargo loader that moves from uh, for the military that they use to set up a base. Um, it's kind of amazing the, the, the breadth of what we build here, even down to foods. You know, we've got, we've got food manufacturers here, right here in Central Florida. They're all over the place. If you look at the quantity of manufacturers within our little five-county area, we're just under 3,000 manufacturers. That's a relatively large space. And it, it, we do build the components, for instance, to go into missiles. I've got a company, Dot Decimal, that builds uh, 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 radiation therapy um, filters so that, you know, actually protects your body somewhat in a way that your the, uh, the radiation is delivered to a cancer. Um, and they're coming up with new technology that actually matches and mates to the skin for instance, on your face and things like that. So you're not having near the scarring that you would have there. And that doesn't even touch what we're going down with photonics and what you're going to see coming with the, the way they're able to make some of this photonics at, at affordable rates to where you're actually going to be able to have a, a watch that's going to be able to tell you your blood sugar level. So as opposed to pricking yourself, we're now going to be able to look down through your arm and see that. And that stuff's being developed right here in our backyard. So you're, um, you're saying it would be non-intrusive? This would be a yeah. device you would wear like a watch, and that would be as much as intrusive as it would be? Yeah, and that's that was developed in the photonics. And they actually have all the technology that's there. So it's just like what's on the back of your watch now that basically looks at a blue and a green light, and it, it sends it down through your blood and can actually mimic your heart rate to, the, to what they're seeing on an EKG. Is that right? That technology... Is older technology, but that's what we have in our watches now. Okay, so right. that's taking the next step forward. Okay, so when when was the Manufacturers Association in Central Florida founded? How long has it been around? You know, it's been around for over thirty years, and it was actually founded by some very large manufacturers looking to help develop the supply chain base here, and it kind of took off from that point. Uh, Mitsubishi, um, uh, Lockheed Martin. Um, Northrop Grumman was part of that, and it's just kind of morphed into so many different avenues. You know, Skinauti, uh they're one of our, 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 our major members that uh, they're building boats here that are second to none. If you look at the technology going into that, it's very special, very, very special at what they're doing with their boats. 
and they're coming up with all electric versions of them. And it just Chris, that's for sure. Your yacht has all that new technology. Yeah, yeah. At Regal Boats, same thing. They're, they're just amazing the way they're incorporating technology, not only into how they're building them, but into the actual boats themselves and to that convenience that we've grown to just love and get so comfortable with. How, can, so, can, can anybody join the, the association? Do you have to be a licensed uh, uh, manufacturer of some sort? Uh, how can someone become a part of the, the, because this sounds fascinating and it seems to be going on right under our noses here. A lot of people don't, aren't aware of this. Yes. So to join the manufacturer associations, actually not that difficult. It really comes down to, we want manufacturers to participate, but if you support the manufacturing industry, you can join as well. So we have industry reps, we have people that, that uh, come alongside of us and support. So folks like Career Source are members of ours. So they come in and, and, and they help work with the workforce and develop that workforce. So they partner with us on so many different endeavors, whether it's from you know, developing an, uh, an apprenticeship program or coming to the side and, and, and coming together with a summer camp program, putting together the camps or just working with the individual. So when you have somebody that's transitioning, that is one of the best places for them to actually go. It's go to go to a cruise, start that conversation, understand where you're going to fit in these different opportunities. And then there's all these tech programs that give you a jump start to get you started and you get to jump into an industry where you already have a good solid base knowledge and we know you're going to be safe in the environment. You're going to understand all these different safety protocols. And that's from a general endpoint, not just manufacturing, that's safety in general. Uh, and, so they do have a lot of good foundation yeah. stuff that they, yeah. they do for the uh, people transitioning or getting started. And, you know, uh, the UCF and their, what was it called, Lucy, the incubator program they have, um, where they were nurturing this sort of uh, industry here in Central Florida. Uh, am I am I getting, mentioning them right, correctly here? I, I know that it was like Rollins had Rollins had like the thousand cups, but UCF also had a program there too. UCF uh, or UCF does have an incubator program. That's, yeah. I believe it's okay. Raphael that runs that, okay. and it's actually a great program. And what that does is it kind of fosters the startup. It gives them an ability and a place to kind of develop that technique and connects them with different folks from all sides. So you, they have uh, support to help in the manufacturing space as well as some some uh, support factors that come in from the business side of things or from a tech side of things. And connecting there, uh, the incubator is, is one thing that is kind of it's kind of got a, sh- a light shined on it because it does foster these young businesses in their growth, something similar to what score does, you know, and how you guys get in there and right. coach and work through that yeah. process. It, it, it comes alongside to aid that it's another resource down that lane. Um, some extremely strong young men and women have came through that program and have since brought their companies over to MACF to help in the process of okay. connecting. And getting them Just to let you know, we do have an office from UCF uh, in, that's part of the incubator at the National Entrepreneur Center, believe it or not. Okay. They yeah, I've been there. There. Yeah. yeah, they're yeah. located there. Yeah, the SPDC is there as well, which is also another great partner in helping to develop business. All right, excellent. Yes. And once again, that or that uh, location is in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall there on the West End, the National Entrepreneur Center. Okay, open during office hours. 
All right. So once again, uh, if you'd like to find out more about the Manufacturers Association Central Florida and perhaps become a member or a participating member, go to macf.biz, macf.biz, or Manufacturers Association of Central Florida. And we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Donnie Casey. And of course, don't forget to go to orlando.score.org, sign up for the excellent newsletter there as well. And keep spreading the word about SCORE. And don't forget, it is a national organization. They have offices all across the country, and those locations can be found at SCORE.org. So if you have friends and family in other parts of the country, or if you plan on moving to another part of the country and starting your own business or restarting it, then go to SCORE.org. Find out where that nearest SCORE office is for you. And that folks oftentimes do that, so you can take advantage of it as well. We'll be right back with more of What's the SCORE. What's the score? Once again, we want to thank you for tuning in. Our guest today, Donnie Casey, the executive director of the Manufacturers Association in Central Florida, and Lucy Polito, of course, from Score, and myself, Christopher Hart. And Donnie, you were—we had to take the break, but uh, you were working your way up to saying exactly what it would take to become a member of the Manufacturers Association. Yeah, so I kind of went off on the tangent about the industry uh, partner part of it, but the manufacturers are there, and all it really comes down to is an exit code. And by having that next code, it actually qualifies you for various programs and opportunities for grants and, and just a different type of response. So we're measured because we're part of a network called Florida Makes. Florida Makes is a statewide organization, and it's actually our, our manufacturing extension partnership for the state of Florida. Every state across the U.S. has one, um, and Florida's is Florida Makes. And I, in my opinion, it is the best. And I would say that just because we happen to have what would be the founder of this program in Kevin Carr. Kevin Carr founded the program at the national level, and he actually runs our state program. So we're kind of innovating and taking new steps with it. So my portion of Florida Makes is Central Florida. All right. So I'm Florida Makes, but at the Central Florida level. All right. And that's that kind of makes M-A-K-E-S as in manufacturing, right? Florida Makes. Okay. Florida makes. All right. Don't forget the website, macf.biz. And as I said, a lot of this manufacturing that's going on in Central Florida is kind of, you know, going on under the radar. Because I'm sorry, Lucy, you go ahead. Yeah, Lucy, your question. Well, kind of following what you're thinking about, I'm, uh, you know, Central Florida is basically known for tourism and Disney, you know, all the parks and all that. I'm actually very surprised at uh, how big the manufacturing is in Central Florida. Can you just kind of touch on two or three of the biggest manufacturers we have that I don't know anything about? So I, I touched on a couple of them. One is JPT, you got Naughty, Regal Boats, you got Mitsubishi Power Systems, and then you go into, for instance, the Lockheed Martins. They have rotary mission systems, they have missile and fire control here. You have Northrop Grumman has a large facility in Apopka that's actually working on some really, really interesting stuff. And then you have some really, really large feeders to that that are larger manufacturers that are doing the machining and some of the CNC work. We are, Collins Manufacturing is one of those. It's a major machine shop here 
locally that is just phenomenal and, and growing as fast as they can handle the work. It, 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 it's growing right under our noses because of these companies that have started with that one machine and grown to 30, 40 machines. And it's just built on this, this beat, this heartbeat of wanting to develop that next generation that's going to continue on with that. So investing in, in that young talent and taking it to that next step, whether it's within our college systems, for instance, we do a lot of work with Valencia, we do a lot of work with Lake Tech, we do a, okay. a lot of work with uh, Orange County Public Schools and, and, and Osceola County and OTEC. So it's amazing to see the investment and what they're putting in to develop this talent that's feeding the organization. And that doesn't even touch on what we're doing when you get into Ridge and, and, and Skywater and what we're doing over there with chips and, and that, that business that we're attracting over there to begin to change where and how we look at these PCBs and how we look at these different um, uh, circuit boards and stuff. So we have companies like QMS and Lake Mary that are very, very large PCB houses, building these boards and helping design them um, to smaller ones like TQ and Permatron that are growing at a rapid rate. And they come in and all of them offer these services and these things to help these businesses develop that tech and take their pr products to that next level. So we're just, we've got everything. And our economic development folks, the OEP and, and the, the uh, leads, those companies are pretty amazing at attracting businesses to come here. But what's given them that root is, is or giving them that ability is the root that's there and that we have such a strong base, support base for this. We're able to develop that talent at a rapid rate because we do have such a breadth of manufacturing here that our, our, our college systems have been doing this for years. We've been at this for a while. So it's been an initiative. We're gonna to continue to make it an initiative. People talk about workforce and, and, and how, how are we gonna get there? And we're good at it. We're very good at it. You know, Valencia pivots and puts a program together like that. It's very, very quick. Um, and then our, our legislators, the people that are in office, our county managers, they're really, really good at their jobs. They're putting that together. They're one of the reasons, Stanford's one of the fastest growing counties for manufacturing right now. That's because the economic development there is amazing. You got Irma Stenman and you got Tom Tomerlin down there that are just going to work bringing these manufacturers here and, and telling them about the support system that's here and exists for them. So it's just continuing to kind of build on that. I probably went off on a bunny trail. Okay, well, that's okay because uh, it's all related. Let me ask you, though, are these are most of these manufacturers utilizing a lot of employees, or has automa automation taken over uh, much of it? So we got both. So we're developing employees that that can help in that side of automation. So as we begin to continue to compete on that stage, a global stage, automation is going to be a key component in that. Um, when these products move from making. Uh, thousands a year to tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands, that automation becomes key in that process. Um, it just, it doesn't change the fact that we need people for the tens, the thousands, the hundreds. Uh, it, it means that now we need another skill set added into this car. So the fact that we're developing programs around those, that workforce and 
pushing down that lane to say, we're going to be prepared as we develop and take that next step to compete globally. It's the reason why Florida's taken off the way that it is with manufacturing. It's the reason why, if you look at our numbers from uh, the, the first quarter of last year to the first quarter of the year before, we grew in almost over 2,000 manufacturers. There's, that's, it's not, it just doesn't happen because it, it's, it's, Florida's such a nice place. It's because our whole system, all the people behind the scenes, they're doing a great job. They are, we've got great teams. When you look at these different folks, it is amazing what we're able to do. And these companies that are wanting to come here and say, I'm going to put my business in Florida because they are, they, they're doing it right. We're developing what they need. Excellent. Did I answer your question? You did indeed. We're speaking with Donnie Casey, the executive director of the Manufacturers Association of Central Florida. Once again, their website, macf.biz, macf.biz. Do you do you hold events? Do you do uh, podcasts? Uh, how do you reach out to, are, are you reaching out to the public in any way? So we're not doing a good enough job there for sure. I'm not doing a good enough job there for sure. We we are in the process of building a studio at Florida Makes in, in our offices downtown. We're putting together a studio and we do plan to start a podcast. Uh, so it'll probably, probably be me and Kevin Carr that started to begin with, or maybe Kevin brings me along for a little fun and entertainment because I can rattle on about just about anything. Uh, but it, we are looking to go down that road and start the podcast. Um, there's not a good job. We don't do a good job of advertising that we're here. That's part of what I'm trying to do, get that voice out and that message. Uh, we are working towards getting some more funding to put more boots on the ground to get out there and talk to these businesses. We just don't talk to a business. We help them grow their business. The idea is, is to have that conversation, understand those pain points, and then help them find solutions. But, and the solutions can come in so many different ways. We want to be the voice. We want to be the solution, or at least find the solution. Um, it's one of those kind of slippery slopes. You can only do it so much. So we want to get in. We want to understand where those pain points are and how we can grow these companies because there's so many companies out there that are putting it together and taking the steps. And sometimes you just need to be one, either introduced to the right people to take that next step or take that company to the next step or potentially they need some training programs. And we just had a leadership uh, training program that we ran, phenomenal. And that's developing people from taking on that, that opportunity where they've been operators and they've been running the equipment to now managing people, taking that step, and, and it's big. One, you have to consider culture, and two, you have to consider the idea that there's a lot of rules and regulations and how you talk to people and the way that you manage a and everybody's different. We're all made up of this secret sauce, if you will, and we're, none of us are the same. So understanding the parameters behind that transition is very important. So we have groups like Advanced Manufacturing Workforce Leadership Council. That's something that's put on by Florida Makes. It's a statewide organization. So we pull together our members to come together and, and have the conversation that we bring we try to get every HR person we can in the room, but it's typically a lot of CEOs and a lot of the higher level folks to get in there and talk about their issues and, and the, some of their problems. And then we bring in speakers, guest speakers that are out there dealing with these companies and working on some of these issues and things that they're facing on a day-to-day -day basis. 
to help them transition. And there's no cost to that. Once you're a member, there is cost to being a member, but it, it's minimal cost. Most manufacturers and 80% of all the manufacturers in the state are less than 25 employees, okay. um, which is, is kind of crazy. That's where they typically start when they kind of eclipse that number. Usually they're knocking on the door of being something pretty special. I would say they're special there, but as they start to take that next step, that's normally when they're moving into a lane of automation and okay. projects. They've learned to manage it. All right. Ahead, Excellent. Chris. Excellent. Okay. When we come back, once again, we'll be speaking with Donnie Casey, the executive director of the Manufacturers Association of Central Florida. And you can visit their website, macf.biz, macf.biz. And if you are a manufacturer and you're not a member, you might want to really give it some thought, macf.biz. And real quick, can they email you there as well? These are places for yeah, contact. So it's, it's just, yeah, it's just DKC. That's DC. A-S-E-Y at M-A-C-F dot biz. Okay, D-K-C at M-A-C-F dot biz. So please stay with us. We'll be right back with more of What's the Score? the score and we want to thank you so much for tuning in and telling your friends and family about the show ladies and gentlemen and the word really gets around and that's what happens when you get your message out on radio and you don't have to have a show like this one although you can if you want i mean you hear them all the time now uh realtors doctors weight loss the reason why they're on the radio so much ladies and gentlemen because it generates a lot of business for them and it can do the same thing for you and of course now with all the social media platforms you really need to integrate them together. Uh, that is the ideal situation, and they can do that for you right here at Salem Surround uh, in Orlando. That is the Salem Media Group Orlando, Salem Surround. You can find out more at surroundorlando.com. They can integrate your social platforms with one another. They can integrate them with your radio message, or they can do one or the other. They can do whatever you want, whatever will work for you. But it does work, and by the way, hundreds of millions of people listen to the radio every week. So go to surroundorlando.com to find out more, or you can call, if you'd like, at 407-618-1760, 407-618-1760, and please tell them you heard about it on the What's the Score show. So uh, once again, we've got Lucy Polito, myself, Christopher Hart, our guest today, Donnie Casey. He is the executive director of the Manufacturers Association of Central Florida. Lucy, do you have any uh, pressing questions? Before I get to another one here? No, not yet. Well, I know that, you know, over the last couple of years, uh, you know, with the, the, the COVID stuff and everything, uh, it did affect a lot of businesses. How did it affect the manufacturing industry here in Central Florida? Because I know that the great folks at SCORE were as busy as ever, even busier than they usually were with new businesses starting. You know, I, I would tell you that it was kind of an interesting time. We had some that did kind of go through some hiccups and some struggles, especially at the beginning when we weren't understanding how to operate within that component. So as soon as we ironed out some of those details, we went into a, a system where we were doing alternating shifts, breaking breaking our, our manufacturing processes up into segments of people so that we were able to operate during a time when it was very confusing for so many as to just what we were dealing with. And we didn't understand how to treat it. So it was a lot of fear that I think was injected, but manufacturers had no choice but to pivot. 
we had to pivot. So we, we actually used a supply chain database tool called Connex. And Connex was amazing in this process in connecting and bringing manufacturers together to help with PPE, to help with some of these extreme situations that were taking place. Um, so we, 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 we had a slight drop. I believe we dropped about 2%, but then we kind of took off. So manufacturing just went through the roof. Some of the material supplying stuff was a big thing that we had some issues with where manufacturers started to get a little fearful. So they, our larger manufacturers started to buy up the material, causing a little bit of a depletion for the smaller guys. They weren't able to, to do that. So there was, there was some lags and some lulls in delivery that kind of took place in there. But as it leveled out, manufacturing grew at a very rapid rate. Um, we began to machine things that we weren't normally doing. So there was stuff we were outsourcing overseas, and we looked at that, wow, this really could put us in a bad spot. So when you start to talk about supply chain, it can be such a scary, scary conversation because we've over the years, we've got so comfortable, and we've actually made it easy to set up facilities outside of this country to do our manufacturing. And so when we got into this place, we now all of a sudden said, wow, now we can't get boats in here. We, I mean, we started having all these boats sitting offshore and we're having issues with unloading them. And, and now we're, we're running out of things, stuff like baby formula. I mean, how do you do that? You know, that of course was after COVID, but it was still, when you start to look at some of these things that were our dependencies are on other countries for these things that are necessities here and we're capable. Not only are we capable, we're very good at it. Lucy, I seen your hand go up. Sorry about that. Yeah. Go ahead, Lucy. You know, I was just wondering, uh, are you are, are your uh, manufacturers encountering a problem with finding employees? Because it seems to me like there's a whole, whole bunch of people that don't want to work, and so there's an opportunity for those who want to work. I would think. So I just wondered how the manufacturers are doing with that. So you're absolutely correct. You, you, you've got you've got an interesting little demographic that's taking place. You do have quite a few folks that want to, to get to work, and you do have a lot of people that are in that spot and we're trying to figure out just where their headspace is. And then there's people that have said, well, I like to work remote. And there's really, I mean, this is a touch sport. And I say this is a touch sport because when you're doing business with somebody and you're working in those lanes, you tend to get a lot more done when you're communicating well. So we've, we've kind of had some pivotal type of things that we're doing. Like we do open meetings where we'll work together, but we do it virtually. That, that's kind of one of those things where you're just on there. We don't have to talk where you're working, but it, we're accessible to one another. And, and that's made for a nice work environment. But as you look at this process of, of what people want or don't want, and then trying to, to cater to some of those situations, it's kind of weird. It's different. So we've been experimenting with different stuff. And I'll, take, I'll pull some stuff from our Advanced Manufacturing Workforce Leadership Council. Some really cool conversations have taken place there where we've talked about disruptive uh, behavior. So we have HR managers that are disrupting their line and creating disruptions by pulling people off the line, having them do different exercises, whether it be training or some fun exercises and doing some different stuff within the company to kind of put some pressure on their, their management to be able to flex and understand how to work in those spaces. So manufacturers are getting more efficient, if you will, but we're willing to train. We're willing to take them on and, and take them to that next step. So there is a big shortage, and there's a big shortage after that turn of leadership. So that 
does take time to develop. That's not easy to do when you're developing people to take on the ability to run a plant floor or to run multiple cells or even to run a cell sometimes. Uh, those That takes uh, uh, some training. That takes well, a little bit of along time. Those lines, well, let me ask you this, Donnie, along those lines. Uh, for maybe parents out there, maybe young people out there listening who are interested in this, maybe they have a knack for it. What would you say would be the best path to take? Would it be to go to a a trade school? Would it be to go directly to a manufacturer and become sort of an apprentice? Would it be to go to college and study engineering? Uh, yes, all all of the above. You know, uh, first contact me. You know, uh, absolutely look into the trade schools around you. That's they're phenomenal. Uh, to go to school if if you feel that's the path path for you. Absolutely. You know, arming yourself with knowledge in this day and age is a benefit. Whichever direction that knowledge is, to arm yourself there, you're just giving yourself a step up. So if 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 you can afford to take those steps that way, take them that way. If you can, if you can't, then you you do what you have to do within the situation to to live the life that you want to live. And there's a path through this process. And I would say yes to all of the above. I trade schools are phenomenal. It's a great way to kickstart your career because you come in with a strong base knowledge. I would give you some pointers. So I would say to parents, parents and kids and, and even transitioning individuals, when you go out and you decide that you want to go get a job and you want to work, do it from the standpoint that you're going to be the best at what you do. You're always going to look for opportunities to improve the processes. You always want to grow and get better. If you continue with that mindset, you will rise year over year over year. But you have to voice it. You have to let people around you know, how can I improve? Ask that question. Be ready to take the people around you and teach them. So one of the best ways to learn is to teach the people around you. And as you invest in those other folks around you, you're not only going to develop them, but you're going to develop yourself. And if you get good at that, you get good at developing talent around you in any organization, you're going to grow. You're going to, you're going to grow financially. You're going to move up to leadership spots. If you look at a process and you can find a better way to do it, you kind of bring your supervisor and your coworkers into that conversation, you're going to start to take those steps. So I say challenge yourself. Always, always challenge yourself and try to improve who you are. And remember that today, you can be whoever you want to be. You don't have to be the person you were yesterday. You can take this step forward and you can go any direction you want. That Yes, there's challenges in your life. There's things you're going to have to deal with. And there's help out there normally that get through that path. There's people out there that will step up and help you along the way, like the mentors at school. What, like what, what, what Donnie's at Career Source. All right. What, yes, Donnie. Uh, I'm going to have to cut you off there, but I tell you what, if you get tired of being the executive director of the Manufacturers Association in Central Florida, you can be a motivational speaker because uh, <laughs> you certainly got the message down. So, uh, Lucy, uh, uh, just just real quick, uh, any last words? I only got about a minute here. You know, the last words are your last uh, uh, comments were outstanding, not just for manufacturing, but really at the end of the day, any type of business. So thank you very much for that. Absolutely. Thank you, thank Absolutely. you guys for having me. Okay. So once again, 
You got uh, Donnie Casey, our guest today, the executive director of the Manufacturers Association of Central Florida. Uh, the website is macf.biz, and you can email Donnie there by just going to dkasey, C-A-S-E-Y, dkasey at macf.biz, dkasey at macf.biz. Well, it has been a fascinating conversation with you, Donnie, and I'm sure we're going to have you back in the future. But in the meantime, once again, thanks for being on the show with us today. Absolutely. I'd love to come back. I still have millions of things rattling around in the brain. We can dive down into any section. I, I love this. I love manufacturing and I love talking about it. All right. And you certainly show the zeal for it. That's for sure. So you are a great executive director for the Manufacturers Association of Central Florida. Once again, that website, macf.biz. And while you're on the computer, don't forget, if you haven't already, please sign up for the excellent newsletter at orlando.score.org. That way you know everything that's coming up, orlando.score.org. And if you'd like to make an appointment, speak with a mentor, or just have a question you'd like answered, maybe you can do it right then. Give them a call at 407-420-4844, 407-420-4844. And until next week, that's all for What's the Score? See ya. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.